Welcome back to Real Talk Rangers. We are at the very beginning of what I'm going to call gut check week here. So it is Thanksgiving week. Uh, obviously going to wish a happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there and also everybody up in Canada. But this is a big time week for the Rangers. This is going to be a real test. Obviously we've played well thus far. The team is 13-5. and five. They're still in first place in the Metro. But we've got some familiar foes coming this week and it's going to be a really really good test to see where we are uh, in terms of battling with teams that we're going to see the rest of the way and that we're going to be really competing with for playoff spots come the end of the year so but we're going to begin with our week in review um, and we're going to start last Sunday in Edmonton so we're going to finish up going through the three games left on the road trip uh, the road warrior trip is over at this point but we started off last Sunday night in Edmonton uh, Derek that was a 3-1 win right yeah 3-1 win um, you know it's always an interesting game with the Oilers as we mentioned in the past with the speed versus speed but um, this game you know it was a little it had a little speed to it but it was a little bit of different feel than the last time we had played them uh, a little bit slower game but you know the story there pretty much is I still, I almost can't even believe saying this, but another two goals for Grabner and yep. then, you know, a goal for Girardi. Um, Ronta comes in that game, plays a solid game as, as usual. He's uh, 4-0 on the season. So, you know, Ronta's been a huge, huge player for us down the stretch so far. Um, that's pretty much all you can say there. Talbot played another good game, but we just, we just you know, played a little bit better than them that night. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Uh, my first note for this game was that Antti Ronta was – just awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I watched the highlights great. again. Yeah, he has really been awesome throughout the year. His rebound control is excellent. He's been making just a ton of awesome, awesome, great saves. Uh, there was, there were a couple times just a quick initial save. The defenseman kind of missed his assignment, and Ronta just readjusted to get in the position. So really, really good stuff from our backup. Like you said, Grabner scored another pair. Uh, so that put him up to 10 on the year. And also, a little prop to, to Danny Girardi scoring the game winner in that game. And he actually just yep, positioned yep. himself in front of the goal. Just kind of kind of turned. He kind of waffle boarded a little bit, to quote Doc. Hey, man. If and he can keep scoring goals just right off his body. Yeah, we'll take right it. off the we'll leg. We'll take it all day. Uh, but so we love on... seeing the guy sell a goal because he doesn't score too many. Yeah, so Ronta, I mean, you know, Ronta's 4-0, the 2.05. And a 9.38 save percentage. And yeah. listen, I mean, you know, he's he's you know he's playing spot starts every every you know about around three games depending on the week. But to be four and zero is a huge boost for a team to have a backup who can come in and play just as well as Longquist, and the team plays good around him. I mean, that's that's an amazing thing to have. Yeah, it's great stuff. And again, especially as Hank ages and a little more wear and tear in the body, especially you want to keep him fresh for the end of the season. Hopefully a nice little playoff run. So as many good games, good quality games out of Ronta as we can get early in the season, I think the more the merrier for sure. 
Yeah, I want I wanted to talk about the record that you mentioned real quick. So the Rangers are thirteen and five, mm-hmm. um, which is you know great record, uh, obviously. Yeah. The thing that bothers me about this, and I think it probably bothers people out there, and it probably bothers you, is that the games they've lost were easily games that could and should probably have been won. Right. Um, just two right off the top of my head, you know, we'll get into it. But the Columbus loss and the Vancouver loss at Vancouver, home uh, last sure. week. You know that bumps you up to 13 and three, which, or excuse me, 15 and three, which is just a that's it makes a large difference. The difference between 13 and five, and 15 and three is kind of a large difference when you think about an outstanding season. But it is. it's still early and there's time ahead. But it's just those two games. You hope that they don't come into play later on in the season when when playoff positioning comes around and points and you know all that stuff. But I don't know. Just just hurts a little bit inside knowing those games easily could have been won. But. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with that. I think every single game, you want to get two points, right? So right, at, when you get towards the end of the season and you're looking at your point totals and the aggregate in the grand scheme of things, uh, the the fact that you beat a good team early in the year and you lost to one of those lesser teams, it might even hurt more later on. Just seeing, wow, well, we went in and beat three really good teams that are all in the playoffs, and then we beat you know a bottom feeder, or we lost to a bottom feeder. So... We'll yeah. see. That might come back and haunt us. You're right. It does hurt a little bit more, especially given how well they're playing overall. But yeah, and that being said, I mean you can't you can't win them all. That's that that is the reality. You can't. Um, you you just can't. You just can't win them all. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, I guess to take a positive out of that is it's almost you can kind of argue it either way. It's kind of almost good that okay, hey, you've lost to a few bad teams when you have to play a good team, aka when you have to play a playoff team. You really bump up your game to the next level, but then you take the other side and say, "Well, you know, we we shouldn't drop our game when we play teams that are a little bit worse." And granted, Columbus is an up and coming team. The last couple couple weeks, I guess, really they've Absolutely. really stepped it up. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, they're in my notes for sure. But I agree. yeah, those two games hurt. Those two losses hurt though. They so do. Far. They do. Well, hopefully we can limit the losses to bad teams in the future. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we want to quickly go through the rest of the games last week. On Tuesday, we were in Vancouver. What looked like a game that might be a bit of a nail-biter and that might be one of those games where you look back and say, I can't believe we didn't finish that team off. Uh, it was 3-1 after 2, and the third period started, and then the game was pretty much over. So that was a 7-2 to win. Hank came in. Uh, you wouldn't really think of it, but he made 36 outstanding saves. He was very, very yeah. sharp in that game. Uh, pretty much... It was a Hayes-Miller show. Again, they had two goals each. That Again. third line yeah. was just absolutely grinding. And those guys are just still progressing and playing really well. So that was another really encouraging game. I'll bet a late late finish there for us East Coasters. But it, yeah. was, a, it was a good game, good result. I mean, like you mentioned, the the week before, you know, we got the, 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 the tough loss on that Tuesday to the Canucks. Um you, you come back later, you know, next week and you say to yourself, like, you know, there's no way they can lose this game. They got to be motivated. They don't want to lose to a bad team again. And then you watch it and you're kind of like, I don't know, this game could kind of go either way. First it's kind two of periods like a, are not convincing. Yeah, not convincing win. You know, first two periods, you're kind of like, I don't know, you could probably lose this game. And then the third happened and it was just game over from there. But, yep. you know, again, it's it's one of those things. You know, you ask you ask yourself or the team, you know, why in the first two periods are we not coming out stronger? It's definitely not Vancouver's play. Is it a mental kind of a mental lap saying, wow, this team's really bad. They can't score goals. Let's just 
go out there and do our job instead of approaching it more as, wow, this team's really good. Let's go out and play our hardest, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, who knows if there's a mental aspect to it or if, or if there's something the Canucks do that just, that just shuts us down. But I really don't see that being the case, but yeah, I mean, third line's great. Again, Holden scores also Peary yep. scores, Zuccarello scores. So, you know, anytime there's a seven, two win, obviously something went right at some point in the game. And it was definitely the third period. So. Absolutely. Great third, great overall game to look back on with the seven, two scoreline. And then Friday, we closed out the road trip with a loss in Columbus. We lost four to two. In that game, Grabner actually scored his 11th of the year. Of course he did. Why not? Which sandwiches him. Uh, so he's got 11. He is sandwiched right in between Patrick Laine and Sidney Crosby, who have 12. He's tied with Marion Hosa. And then David Pasternak and Mark Shifley have 10. So he's in okay company, you could say, at this point. Just just unbelievable. Unbel- you really can't talk about this guy enough. I mean, he's just outstanding right now the the return on investment is through the roof with this guy yeah and you know everyone's everyone talks about Patrick Laine nonstop, and like he deserves it but in those three names I mean uh, obviously aside from besides from Grabner who we have basically have to talk about every week because he's on the score sheet every night um real quick I know you probably don't want to talk about it but Sidney Crosby um he's having quite the year. So he missed the first, you know, first few games, um, with the concussion type symptoms, he's bounced back real strong, uh, 12 goals in 12 games. Yeah. So that's, that's enough to be said there. That's right. Um, four assists, you know, he's back, uh, five, five power play goals, six power play points. I mean, he's, you know, you always know he's going to be good, but 12, 12 goals in 12 games is, is kind of something else. So we'll see. Yeah. He'll probably he'll probably creep up to the top of that goals list eventually. Um, yeah, it's a decent clip, you could say, uh, for a guy coming off an injury with the history of the concussions. You never really know what that'll be until they actually are able to recover and play. Uh, and obviously, it's great to see him back out there playing with full full throttle, full capabilities. Uh, not great as a Rangers fan, but it's just good for the league, and you want to see Crosby out there putting in points and putting in goals. But yeah, and the, the game, the game in Columbus, you know, we saw something that we haven't seen kind of kind of all season. Maybe a, a few scattered times, but they go down two nothing. We haven't we haven't really been in that spot all that many times this year um, right. with the amount of goals we've been scoring. So it was kind of interesting to see them have to battle back for once. And then Grabner gets that goal and you think, all right, it's two one. Here we go. Here comes the offense. And then it just never really, right. never really caught on the offense there. Um, shout out to torts. I see he's, uh, he's rocking the glasses now. So yeah. He's got yeah. Little, not bad. New look, the, the new, the new glasses look, maybe calmed him down a little bit. He seemed to, uh, but he's, you know, he's got a team over there that's starting to pick it up. Um, Cam Atkinson starting to pick up his game. Boone Jenner is always kind of a goal scorer, but he, he's got some other defects and, Shout out to Bobrovsky. Like I, we mentioned him earlier, he played really well in the in the Worlds with Russia, and he's really been kind of a, a staple down the stretch so far for them. So they they have an uplook. You know, they they look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely good. agreed. Uh, I was going to save this for our around the league segment, but might as well get into it. Uh, I have a big star next to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Got to watch out for that team. Seven two and one in their last mm-hmm. ten. They've won three in a row. Uh, they. Yeah, like you said, Bob Roski, he's 9-4-1 this year with a 2-2 goals against and a 9, 93% save percentage. So he's also yeah, got three I mean, shutouts. Uh, 
and they're doing it on both sides. They're tied for ninth in the league in goals for, and they're second in the league in goals against. So definitely all young guys too. It seems like so. Uh, yeah, and I was just going to mention, much much like Philly last year with with Shane Gossespier, uh they have a they have a man over there named Zach Wierenski, and mm-hmm. uh, he's he's putting up a season sort of like the Ghost so yes, far. He he's got five goals and eight assists in 15 games, which is pretty solid for a rookie defenseman. Um, he's a plus five, so he's playing. He's playing real well. If he can keep it up, they got a they got a real good real good chance to make a run here. So I, yeah. I think it's pretty exciting to have a team who's kind of been in the gutter for a while to come out and, and play so well. And they're they're definitely a team to watch. Definitely a team. To Absolutely, watch. gotta agree with that. Also, quick shout out before we move on from that game to Matt Calvert. Obviously, don't love yes. seeing a guy score against us, score the game winner shorthanded, but you gotta give him credit. The guy took a puck to the head, to the forehead. He came back 36 stitches later, and buried one, scored the game-winning goal. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's another classic hockey guy move. The guy. If, if you if you go online and 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 search his name, there's a there's a picture of him with his 30 stitches picture. after yeah. the game. So you definitely check that out if you and have time. And he's he's absolutely cheesing in that picture. Oh, cheesing so. hard with the. I think he's got the puck in his hand and everything. Yep. Yeah, it's a great yep. great picture. But a classic uh, classic hockey toughness story absolutely. with the game-winning goal there. So absolutely. So respect where it's it, due, but yeah, yeah, still a tough one to take. Anyway, so that was our week in review. We are finally back at home tonight, Sunday night, but we'll get into the week ahead in a little bit. First, we want to go to our star of the week. So, Derek, who do you got? Star of the week. You know, I I had to think about this one for a little bit because I don't – I had to go Grabner again. And and the yeah. reason the reason I kind of have – I mean, he's got three goals in the last week. Um, he had – you know, he had the two against the Oilers and, and one against Columbus on Friday. But I just – there can't – be enough said about the guy i mean these are games that you know he scored two out of the three goals against the oilers yep. to win that game if he doesn't play well that game there's a chance we lose um he's not just scoring goals he's scoring important goals that are making difference in games and it's it just blows my mind that every single game you're saying to yourself hey you know grabner can score a goal from your fourth line or your third line and to be able to move him around your lines and play he he played some second line minutes uh, in the in the recent future with some of the injuries. So, yep. you know, to have someone, man. yeah, to have someone like that who who almost you can say almost every night he's going to give you a goal every night or at least give you a good chance to get a goal every night. Uh, that's something to be said. And I just I just want to I just wanted to basically give him the credit once once more. This Absolutely. Week, so. No, that's totally fair. I and mean, you can even think about it from the aspect of a defenseman, right? Picture yourself as Nick Holden or Dan Girardi. Uh, you're the pucks in your zone. Both teams are going for a change, and you notice that number 40 is getting off off the bench, and he's looking to streak, right? So what do you do? You can just dump it at, like dump it into him, or yeah. dump it into the guy standing at center ice, so that you can redirect it into the zone. And Grabner's going to go beat somebody. He's going to beat anybody into the zone and get that puck back. So it's just a really nice little little change to the team dynamic this year to be able to do something like that and the guy's finishing i mean like we've said he's got sweet hands right now he's putting the puck in and there's really no fault to his game killing penalties getting breakaways basically every night it's just recipe for success right now that's sort of the thing with him is you kind of think of him as like a player who who's scoring all these goals on breakaways and granted he has a lot of breakaway goals this year um i don't know the exact number but a lot of his goals have been goal score goals they're they're beating defensemen around the edge and, and taking it to the net. They're 
taking shots from from the top of the circles and, and yep. you know sniping somebody i mean they're not they're not all on breakaways the he's goal, not just yeah getting... the goal in edmondson was a, a right. rebound he's just skating in right spot right time buries it yeah right so like obviously his speed is a great tool for him him and also the team but he's also just finding ways to score goals i mean he's he's being a reliable player every night like basically a lot of the other people you know on the team have been miller people people like that hayes you know you know, I, again, you, you, I know you are real high, strong on Nash again, but he's starting to disappear a little bit, and I don't want to call him out yet, but it's starting to worry me a little bit. I don't know about you. Yeah, seven goals in 18 games, I wouldn't worry yet, but I agree. I mean, he's kind of flashy a well, What has bit. he done recently? He's I don't even know. He's kind of flashy a little bit. Like, yeah. I agree with that, but at the same time, I, I'm not going to necessarily single him out. He's always playing well defensively. We know that. Uh, and right now, he's got yeah he's got a goal and an assist in his last five right so that's yeah not... he hasn't he hasn't scored a goal since November eighth though right. just saying no I just agree saying. I agree I mean if you listen you're ready always ready to jump on Nash watch so I get it but at this point well we'll, we'll just with his history of disappearing you, you kind of have to be alert well, about these things right but the general history is where if Rick Nash isn't scoring this team is not producing so in the grand sure. scheme I wouldn't get too all over him I mean yeah maybe he should be scoring more. But I also think the minutes, I'm not sure on this, the minutes probably are down a little bit compared to where they usually are because you're able to roll this third line out and the fourth line out and still get production out of them. So I, I'm not too worried about Nash. If I would like to see a little production, especially a game like tonight. That, that would be nice to be able to, the first leg of a, of a back-to-back, get some production from your top guy, get him going again. I agree. Uh, but... I'm not too worried about it, so we'll see. Yeah, he's he, he. I just looked. He's averaging about like 15 minutes a game. So yeah, okay. So know, probably he's, down he's a probably little bit. Probably a little bit reduced from where he's been, but yeah. still still decent enough time on the ice to to be producing. But yeah, right. I, right. you know, again, like I I am very quick to jump on him. Yes, but, you are. Um, well, listen, it's yeah, also I'm, about. I mean, you want to hopefully this what AV is doing with the minutes will yield results past February because as we know. Nash likes to disappear when the games get more meaningful as the year goes on. So, oh, he doesn't show up in the playoffs? Yeah, really? No, not that I can remember. Although he wow. was okay last year in the playoffs. He was okay last a, year. Yeah, that was yeah, a playoffs yeah. to forget anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, so we'll see. We'll keep an eye on Nash. Yeah, what, uh, what, if, what I worry about more is, so we've talked about the depth of this team and the lines. If you have these lines that keep scoring, but if that Hayes line stops scoring, if the fourth line stops scoring – now it's time. Okay, it's Na- yes. it's Nash's time to step up, and is he going to? That's more my right. question because right now you're playing great, and all these lines are producing night in and night out. But if if one of those secondary scoring type lines, or I, I I shouldn't really say that. I guess just the third and fourth line, if they stop right. scoring, yeah, then it's time for the big boys to step up. And is is Nash a big boy? I don't know. Well, I couldn't agree so. more. I, and you know what? I also got to throw a little shade on Derek Stepan. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Stepan guy, but. He's got two goals this year, you know. So, again, he's another one that, when the when the going gets tough, they're gonna need these big guys to step up and be able to produce. Uh, Zabinajad, you could say the same thing. I mean, he's got yeah. he's got 14 points in 18 games, which is solid, but only four of those points are goals. So, he did score recently, uh, but I, I mean, again, he's another guy. Like you said, if the well dries up a little bit, we're gonna need production from the top guys. But yeah, and I, step uh, on. You- you yeah, mentioned Stepan. His last uh, his last five games, he just has that one goal, and he's right. got 
all zeros across the board everywhere else. So yeah. that that's a little bit worrisome. In five games, you need you need a player like Derek Stepan to have at least three, four points. Um, you need him step on up. I agree. Yeah, you need to, to step on up to the plate and do something. But, <laughs> you know, I, I like Stepan as a player. I always have. But whenever we've had this conversation, I never, I've never thought he's really been a top-notch first-line center. And I... I don't know. I go back and forth because I think he adds all the all the little things in the game that are nice, but that's not enough sometimes. Um, yeah. And and hopefully he can bounce back out of this out of this little rut he's in. But agreed. We'll, it, we'll it, see. It hasn't really been an Achilles heel thus far, but it's definitely something to look for in the future. Agreed. But it's that same thing with Nash. I mean, it's, it's no, yeah. Once, I'm, that's once what I'm the saying. rest these, of the team stops, top guys, right? Yeah. Once the rest of the team stops scoring, these guys are going to have to pick up their game. Yeah. So. That's pretty much all there is to say on that. Agreed. And and you know also to to you know to think about it even more, if you're scoring four or five goals a game without these guys, I mean if they were really playing, uh, shit, you'd be scoring eight goals a game. You'd be scoring ten goals. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's interesting to see. And again, in the if you know in the playoffs, these guys are gonna have to step up even more. So right. we'll, we'll I, see what happens. I agree. It feels a little bit like we're nitpicking, but I, I think it's definitely. A really important topic to to watch moving forward, but I want to quickly get to my star of the week. We'll go through this quickly. So I I went a little bit different. I went with Brady Shea as my star of the week. Great pick, great pick. Yeah, I mean it's clearly at first I wrote down the third line, but it's I just wanted to give a little credit where it's due. Shea is tied with our captain Ryan McDonough for the team lead in assists. They both have eleven assists. Neither of them have scored yet, but that hasn't hurt the team clearly yet. Uh, I just think, really, he's just growing. He's growing as a player, both offensively and defensively. Probably most importantly, on the back end, playing defense. Uh, there's not even a question at this point that he belongs in the NHL, let alone probably as a top-pairing defenseman. Uh, and sure. I think it's going to be really big as we move forward this year to know that you have a rock-solid young guy in the top of your defensive play. Uh so that it kind of alleviates the pressure and maybe the Rangers don't have to pull the trigger and give up more than they should to go get a top four D-man like the question was going to be earlier before the year started. So he, it's really nice to see him solidify himself. A couple great examples. I mean, he, he just gets back. He, he stick checks, uh, takes the puck away and moves it up the other way. He's been pinching in. Uh, just really alert and I just think he's growing into a really, really nice, nice young player. So that's definitely a really strong positive. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something for the Rangers to look forward to. Um, you know, with with one of the topics we've talked about for a very long time with the aging defenseman of Stalin Girardi, it's it's obviously a great thing to see. Um, with the expansion draft coming up, it gets interesting. We're, we're going to do a sideshow on that, like we keep saying. But um, yeah, I mean, to have a young defenseman like that come in and basically be kind of one of I, I don't even want to say kind of I guess one of our best defensemen um yeah. basically him and McDonough have been pretty much unstoppable um that's that's a pretty obviously great thing to see I think I think he can become a very similar player to McDonough in in many ways I mean shut down D but he also has a little bit of offensive talent that he shows here and there and he's obviously he's a great passer with some of those numbers you mentioned before so right definitely looking forward there Right, and those numbers should only go up as he progresses even more. I mean, he's also 22 years old, 6'3", 211 pounds. He's a solid NHL-type, ready-type player. Uh, and also, crazy stat, he has taken 
through 18 games, taking two minutes in penalties. Wow. So, I did not know that. That That's... Yeah, that's so actually unheard of. Disciplined as well for a really young guy, which is excellent. You really want to see that. But wow, that I I, I had to let that soak in. That's actually incredible. Yeah, and McDonough's only taken four, so. Well, that I, I well, that's still incredible. Exactly. You that you, I sort you, of expect. You've come to expect it. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow, they've taken six penalty minutes the entire yep. the entire league in the entire year, both of them. That's yep. incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's been really solid. So hopefully that stays that way. Um, let's go around the league. Let's take a trip. So Take a trip around the league. Take a little trip here. So first, I just wanted to comment on Carey Price. I know I mentioned oh, him last week, and you can really mention him. You could probably have his, his own show on him, but he is playing on a level that is his own at this point. I don't think any goalie in the league is even close to the talent level. He's just zoned in. Uh, last night in hockey, hockey night, hockey night in Canada, eh? Hockey. They, hockey uh, night Canada, eh? yeah, they put on the marquee matchup. They had the, the Toronto Maple Leafs were in Montreal taking on the Habs and price was literally toying around with guys. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I mean, the guy, he just would flash the glove sometimes and he didn't have to, which you don't like to see all the time, but the way that he's doing it here, it's just impressive. I mean, guys are coming in right through the slot and just getting one-timers, and he is living in their head. I mean, it's just going right at his chest, but the only reason it's going at his chest is because he's positioned himself so well in the first place. So I just wanted to have a quick shout-out to Carey Price because it's really just incredible to watch somebody play at the top level like that. I mean, he he still hasn't lost a game. No. I mean, he's, he's... He's 11 and 0 with a with a 1.58 goals against and a and a 950 save percentage. That's, I mean, yeah. Honestly, we said it last week, but give him the Vezina now. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's. I don't know. Is that the best start ever? I mean, I know that I know the 10 and 0 is, but like as far as numbers too, I, uh, I, I haven't looked. It's got to look that up. But it's got to be close, and it's even it's more impressive yeah. in today's NHL as we've alluded to and mentioned with the goal scoring generally up and a lot of flashy open ice play. And it, it's it's mind blowing the way that this guy is just zoned in, especially coming off a huge injury, missed most of last year. I know that that stat has Habs fans a little bit concerned because last year they started off so hot as well, and then Price got hurt, and obviously the wheels fell off. But as long as he stays healthy, man, wow, they are going to be a tough tough out for sure. Yeah, I mean when when Price won Vesma Vesna in in 2014 2015, he was 44 and 16. Ugh. With a 1.96 and a 933 save percentage, that so is insane. You know, obviously he's only got 12 games this year, but I mean he's on pace to be even better than that year. So if that's anything to be said, yeah, I, he's going to break some records this year. Scary, so. scary seeing him in the net with a very good Montreal team. Yeah, they've so. been very good so far. Yeah, so that that's definitely an interesting story. Um, I wanted to shout out to Connor McDavid. Um, okay, okay. Obviously he's been. It's been real good uh, throughout throughout all the games this year, but last night he actually got his first NHL hat trick against Dallas. So shout out there. Yep. You know he's got a picture of those three pucks and cheesing in the locker room. Cheesing, um, absolutely. Obviously a great player. Um, you know the sort of the future future of the league uh, with many of these other young young players. Mm-hmm. Um, really quickly, I wanted to get get some ideas and thoughts out about Dallas. Dallas is. They're they struggling big time right they now. Stink. I mean, listen, they yeah. they 
they couldn't score goals earlier in the year. They're finding ways to score goals now, but they cannot get any goaltending at they're, all. They're also finding ways to score on themselves, as John Klingberg did last year. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. It's, it hasn't been pretty thus far. You'd like to think that they're going to eventually break out, but it seems like teams that eventually break out are the ones that are struggling offensively. If you can set up and establish a core defense and goaltending, then, you know, the offense will come eventually. That's kind of the way that it works. But they're having the opposite problem. I would much rather have a poor offense than a poor defense. And their goaltending has been has been horrible this year. Uh, yeah. So Niemi and Lettinen, I don't think that the answer is splitting those guys. I don't think the answer is either one of those guys. I think they're going to have to look to make a move. Uh, and... There are some options out there, especially with the draft coming and some guys that are getting paid a lot of money, but they're younger players, younger goalies, uh, obviously goalies of the future coming in. So I think the answer might be out there, and I think that the Stars are definitely a team to watch uh, as we move towards the deadline in terms of grabbing a goalie. Yeah, the interesting – yeah, they definitely they definitely need to look for goalies, and there's a few goalies out there. I mean, we've talked about Bishop being potentially on the yep. block. Bishop, Flower. Um, yeah, Mark Andre Fleury potentially on the block. Right. Um, you know, they they have some options, but they also have really large goalie contracts currently. So exactly, they're going to have yeah. to make a move. Something's going to have to be done. They're not going to be able to just go go out and get somebody. Right. Um, what I think is interesting about Dallas is they have really really high octane scores on their team. Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben. But what the most interesting thing is is Patrick Eves is their mm-hmm. top goal scorer right now. Yeah, which you know, Patrick Z- Patrick Eve is is a good player. He's never had more than 14 goals in a, in a season. Right now, through 18 games, he's got nine goals and six assists. Sagan's only got seven goals, not only got, but Sagan's got seven goals and 14 assists, which is a good season. And Jamie Ben has kind of had a slow start with five goals and and ten assists. So, right. you know, they're they're clearly missing a lot of their their high talent scorers aren't quite doing what they've done in the past. So yeah. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see what happens with them. They're an interesting story, but agreed, um, agreed. And again, we don't want to. It's not like they're three and fifteen. I mean, they're seven, seven and five. Yeah, but, they're hanging. But in a there. team like Dallas, with those expectations, the way they played last year, uh, one of the most exciting teams in hockey last year. So it's a little oh, yeah. disappointing to see them struggling like this. But hopefully, they'll they'll break the schneid, and we'll see. Yeah. So speaking of good goaltending, I wanted to kind of talk. I wanted to make a star of the week for the league. My star of the week okay. for the league. Is down in down there in Tampa. Um, listen, Ben Ben Bishop is a is a great goalie, but Andre Vasilevsky, man, he yeah. is the future of that team. Um, just quickly before I get into the week, um, overall, and this is a, as a backup, currently a backup. He's played seven games. He's five and one, um, with a one point four three and a point nine five three save percentage. So. Yeah. Those, those are those are carry price type numbers. I mean, obviously smaller sample, and you can never compare anyone to carry price really. But just just looking at the numbers, that's you know that's pretty much right along where carry price is. Yep. In the last week, um, he's played two games. Uh, pretty simple here: two games, two wins, no goals. <laughs> yeah. So Had an okay it doesn't week. really get much better than that. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I think I think day by day Tampa is understanding that this guy is their future and Bishop, you know, if they can trade him at the deadline and get some valuable, you know, either offense or defense out of out of him, 
they should go ahead and just do that. And Yadzerman's a smart guy, obviously knows hockey really well. I'm sure he's looking into it. Yeah, Tampa Bay is is a real strong team. I remember before the year started, I think about 60 to 70% of the quote-unquote experts on NHL.com picked them to come out of the East. Uh, that's looking like a decent pick. They're just really, really skilled, really, really good. I think that they've known for quite some time that Vasilevsky is going to be the guy of the future. Uh, but like we said, Bishop has a lot of value. Uh, I mean, his numbers on the year, he's 7-5 and five with a 2.77 goals against and a 9.09 save percentage, which are pretty pedestrian. But the guy, he can clearly be the number one goalie on a team. And some of those teams that are struggling with goalies, a.k.a. Dallas, other teams that we just talked about, they might want to look into this guy. Uh, Vegas is also another possibility, but yeah, Tampa's, Tampa's really good. Vasilevsky is, wow, he's something else. He might be the standard bear of the future for goaltending in the league. Uh, yeah, Tampa's scary. They're a good team. Very good. Team. They're a very good team. And, and there's, there's so much to be said about Nikita Kucherov. Um, he, he's, he's, oh, yeah. I think past many's expectations. I mean, everyone knew he was a good player, but so far this year, he's been, he's been dominant. I mean, he has nine goals. Uh, 13 assists in 18 games, and you know he's a, he's a he's a 30 goal scorer. He had 30 last year, oh, yeah. 29 before that. Um, so he's a he's a high high skilled player. But even in the last five games, I mean, uh, against the Islanders on November 14th, he had a goal and assist. The next day against Detroit, he's got two goals and an assist. And then he's got a goal against Buffalo. So he's he's given extreme offensive production night in and night out. So he's, he's something to watch also 23 years old. So yeah, before yeah. the year started, he was one of my top fantasy hockey targets, but yeah. Oh yeah. The, the cards didn't fall correctly for me. It was not meant to be. And now watching him excel. Uh, yeah. He's a really exciting player. Just dominant, really dominant offensively. Uh, I have a couple quick hits around the league. So hit him, hit him quick. Through him real quick. I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, Eric Carlson, stud defenseman for the Ottawa Senators. Oh, the pr- pizza. Proposed to his girlfriend. Uh, he put a ring in the middle of a pizza. Classic. So Christ. props to Carlson for still having that, that childhood-like sense of humor. Uh, she must have appreciated it or been okay with it because she said yes. So congrats to Eric. I mean, only so, only that, somebody with the swagger of yeah. a hockey player could pull that off. Yeah, a guy you, you got to have hair that looks like that. Some some luscious yeah, you got yeah, yeah to be able to just hair. nonchalant pull that one. Yeah, so that was pretty great. Uh, upcoming the the great one Wayne Gretzky is uh, going to be yeah. in the Simpsons. He's going to have a, a big role in a, an episode of the Simpsons. So I always like to see hockey players in the mainstream. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. We'll check that out. And then, so last night, Boston beat the Winnipeg Jets 4-1 to at TD Garden in Boston. Uh, I mean, the Garden. The other Garden. Do you the know... people who call that place the Garden just make me cringe. Yeah, I don't want to know That them. is not the Garden. I don't want to know them. Uh, <laughs> do you know how many shots on goal the Winnipeg Jets had last night? You know, I don't, but I'm going to just guess off the top of my head at 12. They had 12 shots on goal last night. Dude, are you serious? I literally just guessed that. Uh, yeah, so good guess. And All right, nice. Bad job by the huh? Jets. Terrible job by the Jets. Good, good job by you. But uh, that is horrible. So, again, it just shows you that any given night in this league, anything can happen because – the Jets were one of the teams that I was looking out for. They got, obviously, Patrick Line. They got some other really good 
goal scorers. Mark Scheifele's really good. Uh, but 60 minutes of hockey, they put together 12 shots on goal. So any well, given night, I, you gotta you gotta play the game. Well, I think based on our track record and some of the some of the gambling recently, oh, yeah. just goes to show. Don't listen to us. Uh, just just goes to show this league can go any way. We're a little, a little bit of a rut, a little bit of a losing streak on the. Uh, but you know what? I wouldn't even bets. put that on us. I, I, I that is just different. We're we're losing parlays by a goal. Oh, I don't. All right, I, anyway, I'm gonna stop talking back. We'll I'm keep get this mad. off the air for now. I'm gonna get mad. Yeah. Uh, one other quick note: Anthony Duclair, the Duke, he is reportedly available for trade. Uh, the Rangers should not even think about it. I don't think that they will. No, uh, no. It's a little unfortunate. I liked the Duke when he was coming through the system. He had a pretty promising start to his Rangers career. His uh, didn't play too much here, but last year went to Arizona, played well, scored 20 goals, had 44 points in his rookie year. This year he's played 17 games. He has a goal and two assists. So struggles you know, for the Duke, but the Rangers should not even think about it. They, no, I, think he would agree I, with that. they shouldn't think about it, and I don't think they will. There's some writers out there that have been saying they should maybe try to go after him. Absolutely I think that's ridic- I think that's ridiculous. Um, you know, he's still going to have a high price tag, a little bit lower than probably what we gave him out for. Um, but yeah. you know, he's, he's still a really good player with a high potential. I think if I think he should go to some of these teams with some young talent. I would love to see him join up in Toronto or join up in Edmonton. Um, just put him around younger guys who are in this similar situation that can kind of help him through. I think that would be a really, really good stepping stone for him, but we'll see. I mean, he would he would be phenomenal in Toronto or, or Edmonton. Agreed. So. High flying. Uh, speaking of young teams with with a lot of talent, is is Arizona ever going to be good? Probably not. Right. Um, like what's going on? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure what happens in Arizona. I mean, granted, they've they've been riding the the, the Domingue train the for Domingue a long train. time. Don't you know, want to don't want to stay on that train for too long. You know, it's a, it's a bad train to get on. It's it literally goes to nowhere. Right. Um, you know, he Mike Smith came back and he he's given up two goals in in two out of the three games he's played since he's been back from injury. Mike Smith is a really good goalie. Um, yeah. I think having him back, they can start to win some games. You know, and Domingue Domingue hasn't been terrible but he's he's just not the goal that's going to make the extra save to make it to get a win that's um, fair. that's fair to say they play really bad defense they show they show sprinkles of of offense here and there but they haven't been able to consistently put it in you know put it in night in and night out um they have a lot of talent but for some reason it just doesn't gel over there um i don't know if it's you know i don't know too much about their management i don't know if it's it's strategy or coaching i'm not really sure um yeah you know tip tippet's been there for a while but nothing's really happened i'm assuming there may be some management moves possibly coming up in the future well, i don't know I, because i know they, they brought in that really young gm remember but right he right. wants to run it based on advanced metrics so maybe they will get better maybe the numbers will be crunched and things will change but it's just disappointing i mean year in year out it seems like they're just a poor team and you would like to see a team, especially out there in a non-traditional hockey market, I'd like to see them at least have a couple good years, at least some really interesting, positive outlook for the future. But nothing thus far, really. So, yeah, and and also just quickly on them, they're they're planning to move, I believe, to Tempe, Arizona, which apparently you know is a little bit more popular and hockey friendly. I think that's where ASU plays most of their games. Um, hmm. I believe they're planning to build like a i don't know like a 400 million dollar hockey arena in, in tempe oh. so you know hopefully maybe that'll bring a little bit 
bigger crowd to them. They're, every time I watch a game when we're over there, it's like the it's like half filled at best. Yeah. Yeah, so, maybe maybe it'll be uh, 85 degrees instead of 90. So yeah, that right. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the ice will be a little bit better. That, but, that could help. But I don't know. Sure. It's, it's an interesting team. I think it's a team that can probably be relocated at some point. But now that yeah. they're talking about moving, you know, and building this huge arena in Tempe, Arizona, you know, I guess they're staying around. So yeah, who knows? Interesting organization. Absolutely. Um, any other quick notes from around the league, or should we get right into quotes? Let's quote it up. Quote say it what? Up. Say say what? Say what? Who said that? <laughs> Did you say that? Um, so so I'll start it off. For, yeah, go um, it's 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 Rangers related. Oh. Um, uh, it, so I'm just gonna quote. It's quote when when our guys are shooting, they're seeing the net. They're not really seeing the goaltender. So who do who do you think said that? It's a Ranger. It's is it a player or is it a coach? It's a player. It's a player. JT Miller. It's actually Lundqvist. Wow. Okay. And I think okay. I think I think it's really interesting that Lundqvist said this because it's almost a little bit disrespectful to the goalies we've been playing in a way. I mean, Hank, you know, he's obviously a great ambassador. I don't think he meant it to be disrespectful, but um, when you talk about goaltending as being such a such a game of positioning and basically taking the net away uh, from players as they shoot, like cutting angles and all that stuff, and being aggressive. He's kind of saying, I, you know, I don't know if he's saying it more so the goalies aren't playing well or just, you know, obviously we've been scoring tons of goals, but um, yes. that's kind of that's kind of been the theme lately. I mean, we don't score all that many rebound goals. A lot of our goals are just going straight in. So yeah, I, I I guess I attested to us actually finally capitalizing on opportunities, which has been a huge huge downfall for us in the future. Yep. Uh, or in the past, I mean. So you know, he. I don't know. It's just an interesting. It's an interesting take from a goalie, I guess. Is how no, I leave yeah. it. But. I agree. I think so. I know we just told you not to listen to us in terms of betting, but I'd probably put <laughs> every penny that I have on the fact that the Rangers probably in the last ten years have missed the net more than any other team in hockey. So I wish I could look uh, that up. You're probably right. That there's no chance that it could go any other way. But I think you're right. I think they're finally capitalizing. Not a lot of rebound goals. Just scoring nice goals, pretty goals, going right past defensemen, past goaltenders. And it could be perceived as a bit of a shot against the other team, but I like it. I mean, if you perceive it that way, it's a little bit cocky from Hank, which which is, is Deservingly nice. so. Deservingly I mean, so. On. It's nice to come hear on. a guy like that say something like that. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like the quote. I like, I like what he's talking about, and I agree. I agree with it. So uh, here's mine. Here's mine. Quote, when I was 10, he was already a star, said 30-year-old Boston Bruins center David Krejci. He was big. Now he's still a star, so the 10-year-olds in Czech still look up to him. A whole new generation, but he's still around. Who said that? Who is he talking about? Oh, dude, come on. <laughs> Yaramir Yager. Power play goal, Yaramir Yager. Yeah, dude, it was, that was a layup, but I, I, gotta, I, I saw it. Had to throw it out there. You know, the fact that he uses the word big, I, like, that's all you can say about the guy. It's just phenomenal. At his age to be able to play the game he plays and, and to have to have the ability to hold on to the puck and, and not let anyone bump him off the puck. Yeah. He's, he's, he's incredible. I, I don't know when he's, is he going to stop ever? Probably well, not. Well, further in this article, excellent article on NHL.com uh, that came out today, Sunday, he actually says, honestly, I feel the best I've ever felt. So he's talking about two years ago, he stopped drinking Diet Coke 
He gave up Diet Coke for, <laughs> for Lent, right? For Lent. Oh so God. after Lent was over, he couldn't stomach it anymore. So now he just doesn't drink Diet Coke. Uh, so, he will okay, be 45, so 45 years old in February. Uh, and also a little stat that I didn't know. little, Not really a stat. Uh, he comes from a family of coffee addicts. <laughs> so the, the article says that his, fam- uh, his is a family of addicts with Yager estimating that his mother would drink 10 or 15 cups a day. He was much the same, but no longer. So it basically tells you that he used to be addicted to coffee and sweets and he's essentially cut all of that out. And, and now you're seeing him saying that he's feeling better than ever. Dude, uh, he's this slimmed guy, down. He's, he's 44. This guy, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. This guy, not only he has, not only does he have phenomenal NHL numbers, you know, 751 goals, uh, 1,126 assists. I mean, that's besides the point. The stories that come out of this guy's life yeah. are just are just too funny. And, and, and again, you talk about it every single time, but when he went to Russia and played those years over there, I mean, it's it's unspeakable what would have happened if he stayed here and what his numbers would be like. Yeah, but, I, would, I would say that those years he was in his prime, but right. I think that his prime – spans about two decades so yeah he definitely would have put up big numbers in the nhl that's one of those coulda woulda shoulda things to imagine but hey he went over made a boatload of money uh so good for him also he also said in this article i had 13 pounds when i was born my bones are naturally heavy (laughs) yager ladies and gentlemen yager is just a classic i mean they, they they shouldn't even vote for him when it comes to his Hall of Fame ballot. It should just I be an automatic yeah, submission. Really no reason. Um, Nothing to talk about. I, I it's interesting also, I I'm guessing, you know, obviously he's gonna he's gonna get retired uh with a team. I'm guessing it's gonna have to be Pittsburgh, right? I mean who it has to be. Yeah. I think I so. Mean, I would uh Yeah, would you, I mean would you they're, they're not gonna would you would you consider a league-wide That's what I was just retirement? going to. Yeah, just thinking of th- them in my head. I don't think that they're going to do it, but I don't think there would be much opposition either. I really don't. If, if you I hung think, up 68 in the rafters... I think there's a, cha- I think there's a chance that might be a league-wide uh, 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 number number there. I, I, don't, I don't... Maybe? I don't know. Well, there's I, only I, one. I, I, I'm right interested. Now. So, we'll see, but... I mean, I like I said, I don't think there would be all too much opposition. I really don't. Like hockey purists, if those quote unquote hockey purists even exist anymore, what are they going to argue? I mean, the guy, we've never seen anything like this. Just especially in terms of his game has translated from one generation of hockey into another one. Totally, totally different sport today than it was when he came into the league, and he's been dominant in both. So. I would be a proponent of hanging up his number, but we'll we'll see. That'll be a question for sure that'll come up if and yeah. when he retires, if he retires. Yeah, I think there's – there's. I just looked it up. There's only seven retired numbers um, league-wide. There's seven? Yeah, I'm trying to look up who they are. It's it's obviously Gretzky. Okay, here. It's, it's seven players. Wow. Oh, no, wait. It's – this is seven players that have had their number retired by two different teams. I'm pretty sure 99 is the only one that's that's retired league-wide. Hold on. Give me one quick second. Okay, so, yeah, Gretzky. Yeah, it's Gretzky. Yeah, it's just Gretzky. You're right. It's just okay. Gretzky. That's been retired league-wide. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I it, it takes a lot. It would take a lot to retire a guy league wide. But Yager might meet the criteria. But I, that's, I, if it were me, I'd vote yes. Yeah, Just I saying. would probably vote yes too. But we'll see. We'll see as we move on. So let's close out this show with our week ahead. Like I said at the beginning, I'm calling this gut check week. This is a big time week of hockey here. Agreed. So tonight, Sunday night, we are home finally at the Garden, the Garden, uh, against the Florida Panthers. They are 9-8-1, pretty disappointing thus far. Uh, I would expect to see Ronta tonight, as we talked about earlier, but you don't really know what AV is going to do. Ronta would make sense tonight because tomorrow night you got Pittsburgh, but what do you, what do you think he'll do? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we'll probably see Ronta tonight. Um I think Lundqvist deserves to get the back to, you know, the home and home against Pittsburgh Monday, Wednesday. Yep. Uh, I think Florida's coming off a 4-1 win against Ottawa last night. Mm-hmm. So they're playing the second night of a back-to-back. I think Ronta gets the start. I think the player to watch for Florida is um, Jonathan Marchessault. You know, he's got 15 points, nine goals, six assists. Um I, I think I think we come away with the win. I want to say pretty easily, but then again, you know, Florida is a good team. Uh, I still think I still think we win by two or three, easy. Yeah, I would I would I would I would, I would bet, the, bet the puck line on this oh for sure. Boy. Well, for we, sure. Good thing we're not because we'd probably lose. Uh, do you know <laughs> Do you know if McElrath will be playing off the top of your head? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. Um, my guess would be that if there's a spot for him to play. Yeah. That he will. I mean, whenever teams go back to their their respected, you know, older teams, I, they play very well mm-hmm. historically. Um, we'll see what happens with him. I will say, if he is on the ice tonight, which I, I hope he is, there's going to be some very very big checks tonight. Yeah, so, I would think so. You know, I hope. I obviously hope no one on the Rangers gets Rangers get hurt, but I almost hope he does lay some people out just to, just to. I don't know. I you know I always liked McElrath. I hope he kind of gets it in this league eventually. Um, but I, I would actually like to see him on the ice tonight. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I know that he played a couple days ago and he had a bit of a rough night. He had a turnover that led directly to a goal. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. It would be interesting to see him out there, to say the least. Um, right, right. As you mentioned, so tonight, Sunday night, against home against Florida. Tomorrow night, Monday night, we're in Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. whew, here we go. A uh, little rematch against the Pens. We play them. In Pittsburgh Monday night and at home Wednesday night, they are 11 little home and home and three. So they are, yeah, they're one point behind us uh, right now. It's going to be a big couple of games here to see where we're at. Uh, yeah. Obviously, two years ago in 2015 playoffs, beat them in the first round four to one. Last year, 2016 playoffs, they beat us in the first round four to one as they really swept through the East and went on to win the cup. So this is going to be a big-time test. We will see where we're at against Pittsburgh. I'm really looking forward to these two games. Uh, yeah, they, they should yeah. be really, really quality games, really good games. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's 11-4-3, and but in their last three, they've, they've been struggling a little bit. Uh, they, they, they had that embarrassing loss to the Capitals 7-1 yeah. uh, a couple nights ago. Um, then they, they, um, they, lost, or they won in overtime 3-2 against the Isles. Um, which, you know, an Islanders team that's been pretty, pretty hard, bad, hard. lots of struggles. They're only, you know, they beat them three, two in overtime. Yeah. The Isles are in, in the cellar. Of yeah. And that, yeah. And we can, we can, we're going to try to get a guest on here to talk about the Islanders a little bit. If, if any of them are willing to, cause I know they're probably crying in their basements, mm-hmm. but, um, 
<laughs> um, but then, then the, uh, the, the Penguins also had a shootout loss to Buffalo uh, a couple nights ago. So I think this is the right time to be approaching Pittsburgh. That being said, you know they're going to come out strong against us. So, Absolutely. you know, it'll be a, definitely a gut check time, like you mentioned, for, for these next couple games against Pittsburgh. And then Friday, we get that classic day after Thanksgiving, 1 o'clock game against Philly. I think that's – does that happen every year? I feel like it does. Yeah, Black Friday. Uh, okay. Perfect yeah. Thanksgiving hangover cure for all yes. that turkey you're going to eat. Uh, yes. Yeah, that'll be a really good one. Philly's struggling. Like we've mentioned before, they are giving up the most goals in the league. Uh, we are scoring the most goals in the league. There might be a little pattern going there. Uh, so we're going to so take would the expect, over in that game, right? uh, Yeah, we should take the over. They're 8-8-3 eight, eight, and three right now. We're in Philly. I would expect that we go in there and beat the shit out of that team. I hate that team. That Philly is, fucking sucks. That is my most hated team. Philly so, sucks. Yeah, but that'll that'll be a really good one. This is a really really good week of hockey. I think a couple games against yeah. Pittsburgh, a good game against Florida tonight that Big we should win, games. and then and then in Philly, and then that'll take us into the weekend next weekend, play Sunday night. But yeah, that that is the week ahead. Uh, any other things you want to mention here? Uh, happy Turkey Day to everyone out there. Happy Turkey Day. Enjoy. Thanksgiving, enjoy all the pumpkin pie, obviously as well. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Wh- who, what are you giving thanks to? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give thanks to Henrik Lundqvist. I'm gonna give thanks to, to Sammy Rosen for all the years that he's put in. Ah, uh, speaking of him, also he is now a yep. Hall of Famer. Hall of, he's excuse an, me, Hall of Famer Sam Rosen. He is now a Hockey Hall of Famer. Hockey Hall of Famer. Uh, I also. I hope to see John Amarante at some point again this season, but we'll see. That's kind of a might be a pipe dream there. Yeah, sore subject there. Rangers kind of forcing him out. He's a he's just phenomenal. I hated I, the way I, that happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. John Amarante. John Amarante, what a guy. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our show. Thank you for listening once again. Please continue to tell your friends about us. We're gonna look to have more guests on. Hopefully, have a regular guest segment uh, in the future. We've got some exciting news to break coming up very soon so give us five stars on itunes if you if you feel we deserve it which you know we probably do and be sure to to tell everyone and keep listening uh and for derek i'm greg and let's go rangers to you.